I forgot to mention this on the show, so I'm going to mention it now. Uh, our good friend Michael Allen Ross is putting on a photography seminar in uh, Scotts Valley, California on June 22nd from 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. You can go to michaelallenross.com to uh, buy your tickets for that. It's very limited. I know he doesn't have many spots left, so I would encourage you to get on this. It's going to be a really cool photography experience learning from Michael Allen Ross. Um, and I'm going to read you the description of the event right now. So you can join Mal Michael Allen Ross for a one-of-a-kind limited workshop on location at a Canepa's facility in Scotts Valley, California. This unique opportunity to phot photograph within the facility, enjoy an interview with Bruce uh, Canepa and discuss his racing history, the importance of photography in his business, experience a demo in, the, in their in-house photo studio with uh, Zach James Todd, a good friend of ours, um, and photograph the Porsche 917K. Then they're going to go to a really cool outdoor location. You guys are going to be really impressed by this. Uh, I've already seen some test shots from it. It's really sweet. And take more pictures of cars. You're also going to be able to take pictures of other cars within Canepa and have Michael Allen Ross, like, you know, assisting you and kind of giving you the tricks and tricks of the trade. He's a well-known photographer photograph for Panamera magazine for years and triple zero magazine and and print ads and everything so this is a one of once in a lifetime opportunity really cool it's um called the shutter speed workshop and it's with Michael Allen Ross you can get your uh, tickets at michaelallenross.com Driving while well, awesome podcast radio hour. <laughs> oh, God. Yo, do you guys know what a fluffer is? GTO Mellow Grinds. Oh, I got a PT Cruiser. It's a convertible. It's really cool. Oh, this smells of crayons for you. <laughs> hey, YOLO, you only have one life. Do you have coilovers? No, Hi. beat it. Yeah, I'd say that's a pretty good podcast right there. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, I screwed up. <laughs> Welcome to Driving While Awesome. My name is Warren. I'm Brian. I'm Lane. Art is not with us. He is uh, playing shuffleboard in the Atlantic. Do you have anything to say to that? Uh, no. For the audience at home, I was just shaking my head. <laughs> How many times in the last 12 months? That what? That he's been on a um, cruise. He's played shuffleboard? Yeah. Um, cruise life. It's hard. Didn't you know? he say he was going to tell us next time? Yeah, I thought. Like, I feel like he snuck away again. No, he mentioned it, but we also don't know where he is right now. He could be in Atlantic. He could be in. I know. I feel Caribbean. like he snuck it by us, too. Like, I feel like maybe I just wasn't listening. Well, at this point, he's. Because he always has a cruise in the future. And I just kind of like, yeah. Back in mind, you know? Yeah. I think at this point, he's a little embarrassed about his cruising. Um, so Art is on a cruise. We don't know where. We don't know for how long, but uh, we could, we probably each considered not revealing that on there. But we've, no, no, we already definitely not. <laughs> we uh, mentioned it on the Patreon edition that we just recorded, and uh, it's just the cold hard facts. Yep, he's cruising. He's cruising. Mm -hmm. So three of us will soldier on. Um, One that you don't know is Art is seventy five years old. <laughs> It's hard to tell. <laughs> it's really hard to tell sometimes. Latino don't crack. Or how's that yeah, and he wears uh, mufflers. 
Yep. Um, he's uh, always wear sunglasses inside. Is that an old person thing? No, I don't know. Oh, like blue blockers. Yeah, yeah. Those are the kind of sunglasses he wears. Yeah, that makes sense. All right, Brian. So spill stuff all the time. There is a package here. It's a little a case, a zippered case. This came Faux, carbon fiber. Yeah, it's like carbon fiber this case. This came from Amazon via, I imagine, one of our listeners because I didn't order it. Okay. You're shaking it. And so, yeah. you guys you guys obviously know what it is. Mm-hmm. You want me to open it in yeah. front of you yeah. and our live audio audience? Ah! Wow! Ooh, look at this. This is like a weird gear gizmo thing. Uh, it's just a super cool fidget spinner. <laughs> yeah. This thing's rad. Yeah. It feels like I could hurt myself with it. <laughs> I bet you could. Like, you wouldn't want to get that thrown at you. Now, one side, if you hold the other end, it uh, spins. I can't figure it out, Warren. The other, now that, I feel that one. really dumb. There you go. Oh, there we go. You did it. So, anyways, wow. someone uh, out there in our wonderful audience sent us this uh, amazing fidget spinner. Hey, you know, guys, we've really made it. And people are sending us fun stuff. Well, pretty know. awesome. Motel Oil yeah. sent us beef jerky. Not made with their oil. It's a yep. separate product. But uh, I said it on the Patreon podcast, but yeah. they feed our cars and they feed our bellies. Oh, ho, ho. And I just oh, said nice art name. never left. <laughs> <laughs> So if you're well, this is very cool. It is very cool. Now I'm doing some weird little finger massage. I don't want to look at what you're doing right now. (laughs) It's quite sexual. If you're uh, curious about more of these antics, uh, please visit our Patreon page. What is up with this? It's patreon.com forward slash driving while awesome. Yeah, what did we talk about? Some Peking to Paris. Yeah. Yeah. Orange shout on my dreams. Yeah, we want to hear more about it. Tune in. (laughs) No, he didn't shout on your dreams. He shot on your um. Your person. Your, uh, how do you explain that? Not your dreams. Your, uh, yeah, explain it. Try it. I mean, it was I your, like uh, your methods. Your methods to what? attaining your it was, dreams. It was the ad- like obtaining going after of, my dreams. It was, That's no, it was the up? obtaining of the documents. Yeah. I mean, I'm taking steps. It was wasting people's time, is what he Yeah, wasting people's time. People's time. Hey, fuck you, man. <laughs> hey, truth hurts sometimes. No, you are a jaded old man. <laughs> Two. Against one. Two jerks. <laughs> May I remind whatever, you? Whatever you, you guys are total Two jerks. Shares. Whatever you want to tell yourself. How you am sick. I ever going to run Peking to Paris if I don't get the details first? <laughs> <laughs> Answer and, me this. Yeah, well, you could get them like once you have the money or means to do it. Yeah, but how will he know? <laughs> if he has them, maybe it's only $5. All right, all right. He just works in mysterious ways. I just work, Warren. Yeah. Okay. I just work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'll keep on working on my dreams. You keep working on yours. I will. I'll. St- I will live not, and let live. I will not bother anybody until I'm ready. I'll tell. I'll be the judge of that. I was uh, You're bothering me. I was asked uh, via email today to do run the Carrera Panamericana. With From someone. who? You were asked to do it. Yeah, with an old uh, customer of mine that wants oh, to run it. Jesus Christ, man! Are you gonna do it? I don't think so. What I kind mean, of car? <laughs> Meanwhile, a bucket lizard just slaps you in the face. Yeah. What kind of car? I don't know the rules, Brian. So. <laughs> Oh, oh yeah! If only you would have. If you only would have. Right, you probably have the documents. Ten years ago, I, I absolutely do. <laughs> of course you do. I have the entire route book, which is like a fucking huge thing. Where, where do you keep that? It was on my bedside table before I moved. Now it's in some box in the garage. Bedside table. You never know any of those rules. You know, I did have a lot of stuff on my bedside table. Oh really? Full. It was full huge. Yeah. Oh, like a desk? It was like a dining room table. No, it was just really overcrowded. 
What else did you Dude, have? Dude, so what what car is this that you could potentially run the Carrera Panamericana in? He, it's not my first choice. Um, it is a prepped Corvair Monza. Kind of cool. Dude, kinda cool. that's kind of cool. really cool. Yeah. I got a Corvette one or an early one? Is he going mid-engine or what? Those guys go mid-engine. Wait, what? Oh, they, oh, they, they change it? Yeah. They remount the motor? Well, I've just seen one that was a V8. Oh, oh, dude, those guys get crazy. I'm sure. By the way, the Carrera guys. I'm sure. So I saw it was just at the freaking the the uh, the ones we were doing with Shriver, mm-hmm. the open road racing. Yeah, they would do like mid-engine V8s in a Corvair. In a Corvair. God, what a nightmare. Yeah, that's crazy. I could be confusing it with the Studebakers because those probably, guys get crazy. Oh too. yeah, those guys are but weirdos. I'm, I'm pretty sure it was a Corvair. But they're probably not allowed to do that with Panamera. No, they get. Dude, they, it's like barely, it's just like Mexico, like oh, as really? you would expect. You can do like, whatever you want. You can kind of do whatever you want. I mean, they're, it's like full NASCAR cars underneath. Hmm. Hmm. Well, I just got the email today and uh, it, it looks- do you more, have to pay for It's yeah, pretty expensive. Yeah, it looks more like a, you know, uh, investor right. thing. And, that makes sense. But- uh, Oh yeah. Hey, you want to do this? All you have to do is sponsor, pay for my my grand. drive and yours. Yeah, yeah. And you could be a co-pilot. Right. Not quite like the uh, I mean, they, races we did in Nevada, which was basically, yeah. Come on, I need a navigator. We'll we'll set you up. Yeah, that's that was a little different. But uh, I'd love to do that someday, or at least check it out. The videos I've seen are so cool. I mean, closed off highways in the middle of nowhere that you get to just rally. It's pretty awesome. It's pretty awesome. Really cool. Seven days of straight driving or something like that. That's the one Colin did, right? Yeah. But he did. He didn't like a new Mini Cooper. Yeah. At the time. And this was like. A, a new thing that they let in modern cars. It was like he did it. I think the first year they started letting in modern cars again. Hmm. A- again, I don't know why I say that, but right. I mean that. I think that is the state of it now. Well, because at the beginning, maybe I don't know when it started, but yeah, were they, they new they cars? Were, well, sure, yeah. yeah. Um, and then uh, yeah, dude, uh, Rick from North Bay Bavarian, who was on our rally, and he's one of the guys I raced with. Um, He's done it. He does it a lot, I think. Wow. In 2002s. And then they also have the Chihuahua Express, which is related to the uh, Silver State uh, Classic. It's kind of like a a little intro to Mexican road racing. Right. It's all interesting. It seems a little more like Lemons type, right? No, No, it's it's serious, but it's not as... um, historically significant it's just like and it's not as long it's like three days or something yeah exactly a full week yeah but it's real deal cars like full cages and stuff Oh, okay yeah Yeah. like super high speeds yeah there's probably an unlimited class like there is at silver state where guys average 200 miles an hour by themselves Mm. on public roads Sounds pretty, stressful. Pretty heavy. Yeah. I know. Doesn't it sound stressful? Yeah. I think about racing that in that term a lot where it's like even autocrossing or go-kart racing, I used to get like kind of like stressed out. And then it, when you're doing it, it's fun. But I think the lead up is harder than the actual event. Dude, yeah. But going 200 miles an hour on the open roads like that is pretty gnarly. So gnarly. Yeah, dude. I mean, you can come across a section that like all of a sudden got like sand blew across yeah. it or something yeah. and turn. Or someone or like, crashed in front of you and they didn't yeah. black flag it yeah, quick enough. Yeah, because there are no flaggers. <laughs> that happened to us in Nevada. Okay. Or people like cruise across the road and weird totally. stuff. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Like oh, like people come up side roads and like, yeah, just cruise on up. They're like, fuck this. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to. Animals. Yeah. Animals. Oh, oh, yeah. Animals, animals for sure. Yeah. Not just that. Even if it's completely clear out, the road is not 
meant for it's that. It's not prepped so, for that. Right. Yeah. So like little undulations and dips and stuff, the whole car just like presses to the ground and lifts up super light back down again. I but mean, that's exciting stuff. It's super too, exciting. Right? I mean, it's like that's millimilia stuff, right? From back in yeah. the day, like those dudes were going balls out on public roads. Yeah. But and you incorporate all of that, right? <laughs> a lot of them died. Yeah. So you go super safety right. to the max and you, you have a good chance. But uh, yeah, I mean, even our race, like we were going 170 on those straightaways and you hit like, it wouldn't even look like a bump and the whole car would just like compress yeah. and rebound and stuff. You're like, fuck. For sure. Yeah, it's like a whole different language that you have to learn Completely doing the high different. speed stuff. That's I was watching uh, Monaco Grand Prix was last weekend. Oh, yeah. And uh, that was kind of, with that, they were talking about the surface was like, you know, at first the cars, the cars just kept getting faster and practice and qualifying because they were basically laying down rubber on the road and it right. and it's just because it's just a normal road you know it has tons yeah. of grease on it and all this stuff from being just a normal driving so road as it's racing. not a track but as they're racing and and driving it it's like becoming more of a racetrack i like that and their speeds are getting like faster just because of that yeah right and then and then everything changes that makes it really mm-hmm. difficult as a driver right and that and that track is like it's not a track so there's like crazy weird bumpiness and yeah and you're hitting these weird curves that kind of like jump your car up in the air all quirks stuff. of the track right yeah i mean like when they did the uh san jose grand prix for a few years they used downtown san jose as their course like most of these road you know, city road courses and they had to go over the, the train track. Yeah. So they had to build like a little ramp, basically like a concrete, Mm -hmm. you know, speed bump over the track and the freaking cars were catching air going over that thing. And I think they, they broke, they broke the concrete. They had to like repave it in the middle of the night before the race and all that stuff. It's like so wild. Yeah. It's crazy. That's cool. Was that a good race? Uh, not, not really. Yeah. I watched this thing on Twitter. They have a, it looks like a, atari graphic uh-huh. of each car like on a on a digital track yeah and it shows the progression of the race, oh that's cool like where the cars are and like, yeah and then how far ahead they are and stuff oh, that's cool that's but awesome. for some reasons it's like nothing really happens like you know pole yeah. position and that's why monaco they probably. go like into the pits and then they're back and first yeah. and it's like i mean monaco's I, I can't remember a really exciting race there it's like there's no pass you just can't pass yeah. like you literally can't pass yeah last there's like, year there's like miniature cars but yeah. even but even last year like um uh what's his name um Hamilton from race services Ricardo Daniel oh. Ricardo his motor was like down 150 horsepower and he won and he won I watched that and it was down yeah. for like half the race right or whatever the fourth the race and he, he won no, Monaco yeah and he won because he wasn't first dang because he qualified first and he was like he was the fastest He's able and to hold then, him off. and then you just can't pass on that track and this year Hamilton's tires like were gone he was like on the radio. That's cool. For anyone now, like for having not watched it for like 10 years, it's like, now they have you listen to all the radio stuff. It's like, you get you more involved, you know? Yeah. And uh, Hamilton's like my tire. I think these tires, these tires are the wrong choice. Like my tires are giving out and I have no front end grip and all this stuff. It's understeering like crazy. And this is like with 50 laps to go or something, you know, 40 laps to go. And they're like, just hold on, you know? Yeah, like just hold on, and he held on for the whole fucking race, and and Verstappen behind him could not pass him, yeah. and he tried a couple times, and he just couldn't do it. It's like it's super narrow. It's just a street. It's out of that tunnel into that that chicane, chicane, which you can well right before the tunnel get a run right yeah. there, and then there's the big hairpin. You can do it right there, right? And you that's know, about the, it. The gnarly hairpin, yeah. yeah. And, and you're risking like crashing on all those totally. 
there's no like runoff where you can be like, oh fuck, I'm not gonna pull right, it off. Right, right. Yeah. That's so true. so a it, go-kart race would be better. It turns yeah. into a little bit just like, oh well, it'll get exciting if like he has to pit. Uh-huh. Or if he has a failure. Right. Which is not a great place to not a no. great place for the sport to be. No. It's kinda like wishing there's a crash at NASCAR, which everyone does. But I think you almost watch that race more for the qualifying. Because you're it's all about who qualifies. Right. Like Leclerc uh qualified, he didn't even make the third round of qualifying. So he was like way down. Wow. Interesting. How did um how did Williams do? Uh <laughs> Williams? Last yeah. or no second to last uh kuba kubica was like second to last first time he hasn't finished last god what a guy pretty sweet all right dang it really is bad isn't that bad williams like you think of frank williams you know like this is there's a robin edition. williams yeah, robin oh, yeah williams, that's right. a good one ted williams baseball player that's pretty good <laughs> this is a thursday edition so we got a little off track there we did that was kind of i were on stuff. track but we were off track take all that back we're gonna we'll just replay that let's cut that out <laughs> start that put that on the sunday edition yeah all right so questions from instagram here uh i think it's lg or ig photography says i saw a Saab 9000 for sale last week and i was really tempted but just couldn't justify a Saab right now is there anything that gives the same or similar Saab feeling without crazy running costs must be automatic mm-hmm. keep up the good work you lost me there with, I don't think for, I mean, I, I'm not for sure because I'm not a, not super into it, but I'm pretty sure Saab automatics suck. You don't want an automatic. Uh, Maybe he's only got one leg. I don't think anything really touches that weird, like, and a Saab 9000 is not the quirkiest Saab. It's the most normal of the, the 80s, 90s Saabs. Yeah. Um, I mean, you could get kind of quirky, like uh, an Alpha sedan or something, but that's mm, going to be less reliable. Crazier running costs. Yeah. I think yeah. Volvo. Yeah, I would. I would say Volvo's close. Not as quirky, but um, but they, in line with like a nine thousand. Yes, nine thousands aren't that. They're quirky. not that quirky. Like ignition is not in between the seats. Okay. So yeah, there it loses most of its quirkiness right there. And that front windshield is not the that front special. windshield is normal. It's it's like. And there was three cars based on that same chassis. Yep. And it's a pretty normal car. Yeah. So, so yeah, Volvo, I would say Volvo. Volvo of the similar make uh, automatics are common. And the automatics are pretty good. But the rear wheel drive. I mean, n- nothing wrong with that. No. I don't know if that worries. But I do think driving. the Volvo, if you want an automatic, I would get a Volvo over a sub. Big fat lip. Big fat flip says... What's the best bang for the buck beginner mid-engine sports car? Thinking six to eight thousand dollars. Currently looking at Boxster S's and MR2 Spiders. I mean, you kind of got it right there. I would. Uh, do you go MR2 Spider or Mark One MR2? I would not get a Mark MR2 Spider, but uh, just MR2 because I can't handle kinda, the looks, they're kind of growing on me. Uh, they're kind of growing on me too. They, there's something about them. I mean, they're ugly as shit, but it's kind of like you just get rid of that thought. Put RPF ones on them and yeah, kind of do it up. And yeah, they're. they're Acceptable. Make it happen. Put like some cool seats in it. Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. The right colors. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, but Boxster, Boxster is S, a little hard to argue with. For six to $8,000, I mean, it's a lot more expensive to keep it going. Yeah. But it's pretty solid for yeah. a lot more car. So yeah. mid-engine sports car. I mean, what else is there? 
Nothing. Six to eight grand? Yeah. I mean, all the other MR2s. Right, right. A Mark II. Perfect uh, Mark I supercharged. Mm-hmm. Oh. Great you might grand. be over that money. Yeah, maybe. I think you can still find one. Well, a perfect Not Mark perfect, I is though. five grand. I mean, so. no, none of those cars going to be trouble for you either. You no. Know? I mean, those are no, like our buddy Dan at Sharkworks, he, he did all the work himself and he had the yeah. motor out and did, you know, did he sell, that did he sell it? He, it was for sale. Know. It was for sale and it was, it was a good price. Cheap, so I imagine he sold it. That was a five grand for really that thing. good price. It was so dialed. Yeah. Somebody got lucky with that one. Yeah. Very, very he lucky. Had, if you if happen you, to be looking for an MR2 at that time when he's selling it, I like, was saying that would be the perfect car for you, Brian. Yeah. Probably. Like if you, like, he he had done everything to it, like yeah. equivalent to like probably eight thousand dollars of work if you brought it, or ten thousand yeah. if you brought it to a shop. Yeah, and yeah, he had done every single thing. It yep. was like mechanically perfect, and I the paint was like a tiny bit scruffy, but actually pretty decent. Perfect driver. Yeah, yeah, that's one where you could have driven it for a couple of years and broken even easy, mm -hmm. like no problem. Yep, yeah. or made money because the cars might go up a little in value. So I don't think we're forgetting another mid-engine car. Right? I don't think so. I mean, everything else is pretty high-end, right? It's like you, you have your NSXs, your Lotus Esprits, your... Uh, Fieros. Oh, <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> last, the last Dude. of the Fieros. Or... Now you're on to something. Your Fiat X19s. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, oh, yeah. You're not, oh, you already said 914. So no, I didn't because you can't. You can't. You're not I mean, so six to eight. You're not getting a 914. Kind of scruffy... Want. Possibly high mileage question mark Boxster or a perfect Mark One MR2. Well, you said Boxster S too, yeah. so you're Boxster yeah. S is so a six eight grand. I mean, that's gonna be the you worst. get a decent one, maybe. I haven't looked at nine eight six Boxsters, but yeah. in reality, like you'd probably want like a nine eight seven Boxster or something, and Spend I think they're a little a better. And, yeah. Dave Casement says, if internal combustion engine-powered cars had to cease production today due to emissions regulations, would you be happy with all the cars produced up to this point? Would that be enough to keep this hobby alive into the future? Yes. Yes. It already feels like we're losing. Yeah, it's already done. Yeah, I know. All we're getting is like insane hypercars that are out of our price range and I know. completely unusable for most driving or electric hybrid cars, right? I mean, how many real sports cars are there? Is it the Toyota 86? Yeah, and we're already Miata. losing, like, Miata. we're already losing naturally aspirated engines. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's why we're so drawn to the 80s and 90s, because it already feels like the zenith of mm -hmm. development for what you need, right? Like, yeah. Who needs more than an NSX or a 911 Turbo or, like, what are you, what are you really doing? I guess there's a case to be made for insane track day stuff. If you really want I mean, to. I think you could definitely expand it through like 2010. Or yeah, but are yeah. you, you going to get better than like a 997.2 GT3? Right. Or a 0.1 GT3 right. or whatever, you know, like, yeah, that's kind of like, or a 996 GT3? Yeah. Or as far as a driver's Lotus Elise. car? Or a yeah, Lotus Elise. Porsche 959. I mean, yeah, I think we'd be happy. The only problem is you're having to maintain an old car with no support for a. I mean, I don't know. How how does that work when they, like, do they kind of hurt the manufacturers for making old parts at that point? No, and... no. No. I mean, 
the manufacturer it's up to the manufacturer to make a business case for it right if people are buying it, it might be a better business case than it ever was right or there'll be someone that takes that void and comes up with a new industry to make parts for certain models you would happens. hope right that's a, that's a weird world what if there's you know this whole thing happens it's not regulations but it's like something mm -hmm. where they can't make any new cars then everybody who's looking for a new car has to jump into the used car market right and that we're competing with everybody everybody's trying to like get the last of the good used cars and then yeah. within two weeks they're all in people's hands and <laughs> but they'll always be retraded you know i mean they'll always be definitely. for sale but values shift and things change yeah I don't know. I don't know. But I would be fine with it for sure up until this point. I mean, you could have said up until 2010 and I'd be totally fine or yeah, 2005 even. I mean, there's not many cars where I'm like really lusting after. Oh, like we would have lost that. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's the Nissan GTR. Like, God damn it. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I get I get why they're they're out there. So yeah, bring it on. SF Production Gabe. An electric vehicle manufacturer has begun development of their new car and their team has approached you being the worldly fellow that you are for advice. You must select the sound of one vintage vehicle, the steering feel of another, the suspension ride control of a different classic, the drivetrain characteristics of one car, and finally the smell of yet another old school car. Which vintage car will you tap for the, each of these very important characteristics? Bloop, 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 bloop. That's a really good, I love that question. It's a hard one to answer. I mean, I think it's it'll be fun though. Yeah. All right. So that's um, sound. if we do a little research, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. That's a big, big if. <laughs> sound, steering, suspension, drivetrain, and smell. Can you screenshot that right now? Yeah. I will. So that'll be on Patreon. Yeah, that'll be next week's Patreon podcast. So sign up at patreon.com forward slash driving awesome. Give us a few uh, a few pennies a day. And if we're worth pennies your $2, we would have done a little bit of research ahead of answering this or one. Or $20 a month if you're, you know. Yeah, or 50 We have a 50 tier. That's right. There's a few people on that. We'll send you the beef jerky we just got from Otol. Well, maybe not, but we'll talk about <laughs> it we will. to you. But we might. All right, next question. Let's go easy with the commitments, Warren. I'm just saying. <laughs> you're Kirk... saying I'll send it to him. And... <laughs> no, I will send I'd it to probably him. probably eat it before I send it to him. <laughs> yeah. There's a $50. I will, I will send it to them. Well, we have two fifties right now. Yeah. Just take it easy. <laughs> That's what we're saying. Yeah. Uh, Kurt K photo has a very, very good question. Are you ready? Mm hmm. He says, are RWBs the true outlaws of the modern Porsche community? Anecdotal, but number one, I saw no pics of RWBs at Luft. Number two, I've seen many commenters insult RWBs for being, uh, while being okay with other modification subcultures. Number three, the current outlaws in question in quotation marks are now widely accepted and had primed parking based on the lift picks I've seen, as well as other shows I've been to. And number four, RWBs seem to be the only Porsche's subculture effectively outlawed from mainstream acceptance. It's he's not wrong. No. But I think they're more accepted than he's Think then he's well. This is it. Well, it is they're, funny. They're more accepted by non-purist Porsche people. Yeah, that's true. So someone who's into the Weckfest that we went to, yeah, GTR stuff, or... is going to think that's bad. SEMA, they're going to think yeah. that's badass. Mm -hmm. An RWB, and there was an RWB at Luft. It was off to the oh, what, which far. one? The green one? It was like I that, didn't see it. Like 
bronzish grayish. Oh, okay. Yeah. With black banner. Mm -hmm. Um, Because there has been, I think there's been a lift at every, I mean, there's been a a RWB RWB at every lift I've been to so far. So what, back in the day, uh, what would uh, the Porsche purists say to the, you know, guys with six exhausts? They'd be like, blasphemy, right? Yeah. You're ruining a classic. And then now what would, what do we say when we go to a Porsche show and we see an RWB? Blasphemy. You're ruining Mm -hmm. a classic. Mm -hmm. Leave the fenders alone. And we, I think you also got to drop this outlaw thing. It's getting, yeah, Yeah, I know. Yeah. That brings up another topic. Well, fucking car is an outlaw. You understand where it started. I do. So it's hard to like, it's hard to, and I agree that outlaw is now the, basically the poser norm. The in-law. Right. You're the, you're the, you're like the most accepted and if your car is like stock you're like an old person you're pca you might and that's almost like geeky if you're pca but it's cool if you're our group slash outlaw yeah which is the right state of affairs so can you just call it the world is right can you just call it a hot rod or a modified that's what they call them too they do call them hot rods a lot too i don't have that i've never heard modified but you they call them hot rods a lot right uh and outlaw is just another term for that. Supposedly, Rod Emery's like grandfather came up with the term outlaw, and that's how it started. And then there's the whole R group thing, where they they thought they were like the guys that you know that Invented did it all. Shit. Yeah. So the one that nobody started yet. I was trying to get um, our boy Clutch Kick to do uh, Street Machine Porsche. What is that? Seventies Street Machine style with giant meats. So like slotted mag style mm-hmm. uh so it's basically like you get the function of a safari car right that's raised up a little bit but this is like old kind of gasser style and so instead of lifted up with uh uh you know like bfg ko2s you lift it up and you put wide ass wheels like a freaking uh crazy muscle car um with big old bfg radial tas what do you call it again street machine street it's like a a street drag car yeah right right like look but they also that look did kind of it was meshing with like trans am of the day Mm -hmm. and like the big you know almost like radius fenders and that sort of thing Mm. i think it would be a very practical and super fun thing have you seen these new new, outlaw have you seen these New 1552 analog HD wheels. I'm not sure about that. No. What? I, I think Dude. they're up Brian's alley. Let's see. It's a steel wheel. Oh, yeah. Hell yes. Yeah. And Dude, they come. I just I get mean, a closer look at that. They come in 16, so 16 by 7 and a half, oh. which is like, I mean, getting towards that smaller size. Yeah, that's yeah. Right. That's, that's, a, that's actually, that's where tires are available. Yep. Um, now available just... in limited fitments. Kind of oh, cool, right? 52 off road. So, it's oh, like so they're an off road, yeah. Oh, that's I dope, imagine cooling is not great. Yeah, probably that's the thing. Heavy, you have to deal with cooling, is the thing, right? Yeah, brake cooling and stuff. Yeah, so. for sure. Yeah, interesting. Oh, those are cool. Those are very cool. Yeah, they look like old Chevy, kind of like truck steel wheels. Rad. Um, yeah, so maybe I think I think Kirk K is not wrong with this uh, RWB yeah. being the real. But they outlaws. do have a huge fan base too. That's the thing is that it's not 
if you take in the Porsche community, you could say they're like probably the majority. I would say over fifty percent of people do not like them or hate them, but overall, in like in the world car community or something. Uh, a lot of people actually like them a lot, and they go, "Oh, that's the Porsche I like." Like exactly. I hate Porsches, but I love that one. And I think it's also a, a different generational thing. Yeah, younger people I think are drawn to that more stance I mean, look. Yeah. Yep, it's like the anti-function thing, right? Yeah. And then there's the whole argument that no, there's R R W Bs that like they have track days and da da da. But that most of the ones we see are fully like stanced out and not very. Uh, they you know, don't have like power they're built mods. for track days in Japan. Like the they're not roads built, are perfect, or they're not built for track days at all. Most of the ones start, we see, uh, instead of being outlaws, you need to be an in-law. Don't know what that mm -hmm. means. Sure. Okay. I think that means you're cool. I don't know what that means. No, you just call them family. Family. Yeah. Fam. Fam. Kyle JF ninety says, "What are the cars that you should love because of the configuration?" 2 plus 2 GT, hot hatch, mid-engine sports car, etc. But you just can't bring yourself to love. Uh, for me, it's convertibles. I try. You don't like convertibles? I just never really am drawn to them. Yeah. I the the benefits rarely outweigh like the negatives of a convertible. Mm -hmm. Because you have ceiling issues. You have top Brian knows this from firsthand. You have you have to deal with like a fucking top that like gets rips in it and stuff like that. Like and it seems like interior on the outside. Is it feels like that's always an issue. Like, oh my rear window's cloudy or the seams loose and the windows kinda of, you know, like yeah, and every the top Miata got cut a, in, every like Miata cut up and some, yeah, someone tried to get into the car. But I don't know, I dig I dig convertibles. I I've never owned one, but I would love to I mean, I've had a 914, which is a Targa. I like Targa's. I had the top off. I think that's a nice compromise, actually. And I had, I, I would have the top off all summer, and I mm -hmm. fucking loved it. So, yeah. yeah, I think I would like a convertible, and I've, I've wanted like a Saab 900 turbo convertible we were at, or like even a Rabbit cab would be a cool. I think I'd be a I cool like, little alternative like, to the Skylark. Them, I look at them and I, I shop around for certain convertibles, but I've never pulled the trigger. Yeah. And you and, lived with that oh no, did you you lived with one for a little bit, that black Mercedes? Yeah. Yeah. And you were just kinda like, whatever. It's, it's more kind of a pain in the ass. A lot of times it's more trouble too. You're like, I gotta put the top down. And You're I always like, feel eh, like it's gonna break mind. or it's not gonna close right yeah. or Yeah. I don't know. But I think if I was in a new, you know, SL Mercedes uh with a folding hard top, that's a mm -hmm. different story. But those things super intricate and uh you know, once it's out of warranty it's kind of a Yeah just get ready <laughs> sort of thing. Yeah. But Targa's a good call. I like Targa's. I don't feel like I, I'm, I'm not sure. Is there a car that, yeah, is there a configuration where you're just I, like, in theory it's good, but I'm not sure how to, if I'm answering the, this in the spirit of the question, but like for some reason, the BRZ, I should like it, but I don't. Have and you it's driven like one? the long hood thing. Have you driven one? No. I mean, I think that's key to a BRZ. But I mean, you know, if we're just commenting, like, you know, I, I know that I should like that regardless of whether I've driven it or not, yeah. but I'm kind of turned off by it's, you know, I've no. talked about it before, like the yeah. long hood thing, just like a 240 Z, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm just not as into that as a 510, uh -huh. but I like sports cars and that sort of thing. So yeah. it kind of doesn't make sense. I would argue I that like 
the if you're going for like it's like on a scale of long hood cars it's like very low on that long hood you know it's like yeah. way uh, lower than the 240z or you, you you know what i'm saying like it's like yeah. it's not as like long hoodie. long front end yeah z4 but so i guess yeah z4 i mean i'm just coming up with that configuration i guess mm-hmm. front engine front rear engine drive, wheel drive long hood front engine wheel Small. drive S2000. well no i mean i love that no, coupe. right coupe yeah or front end wheels front engine rear wheel drive sports car is oh, what like you're kind of everything talking about no because yeah, he, it he includes it, it includes even corvettes right yeah, yeah. so it's yeah. like it is kind of sports car mm-hmm. yeah it's the sports sounds car crazy shape. to say out loud right but I love a I love a Porsche 911 shape, but that's rear. That's specifically, totally different. And yeah, the yeah. front end drops off. You have like right. nothing but visibility, right? Right. And yeah, it's so actually it's a combination total of visibility. A, it's a combination of like sitting low and being behind a motor. Yeah. Like sitting sports cars sit low, and then if it's a front engine sports car, you're sitting behind the motor. So then all of a sudden it's like that that's the element that Dude, I, like. I mean but you liked arts uh z3 a lot and that thing is like just that's like true. fucking it's so gnarly how long that thing feels like compared to the 944 it feels like twice as long that front end it's like where is this front end because you know? you're sitting on the rear axle yeah i feel like at 944 you're sunk lower and everything you yeah. are sitting lower but the car you're physically like the front end is not as long like your front wheels are closer to where you are and the the z3 is like it feels like you're sitting way at the back of the car it'd be interesting to get real numbers on that like where you are in relation to wheels and tires <clears throat> may not be as crazy different mm-hmm. than the mm-hmm. 944 but i don't mm-hmm. know anything come to mind for you as far as this question goes nothing real i mean there's specific cars that have done that where you're you know you read the stats and you're like oh my god that's like is that's like the dream car right it's like yeah i remember a uh i mean it's not a dream car but it was like one of those cars that like checked all those boxes where you're like oh my god that thing's gonna be so sick volvo s60 uh t5 t5r or s60r right Mm mm-hmm uh, Spaceball shifter. It was like good looking car when it came out. 300 horsepower, all wheel drive, um, manual transmission, all this stuff. You're like, oh shit, that's so sick. It's like sophisticated, like WRX or or whatever. And then you go and drive it, and you're like, eh, it's kind of a sloppy mess. Yeah. Um. So softly sprung and car. way like a a Volvo 850 T5R or 850R was like a way more like analog kind of like connected feeling car yep. but you do all the and you're like oh all-wheel drive and 50 more horsepower it should be like 10 times better right right but it, it wasn't yeah. it was like and and that kind of like makes you scratch your head and and especially at that time when 300 horsepower was like pretty gnarly like 996 had, yeah had 296 horsepower right, you know right. it was like that yes. was a crazy thing it was all right um daddy jamaican who oh we met in uh philly radwood yeah and he has uh a piece of toast as his uh pretty good. picture <laughs> pretty good <laughs> cinnamon toast maybe last thursday's conversation about hot dogs reminded me of this question for the rest of your life would you rather have a drink anything you want but only eat hot dogs <laughs> or 
eat anything you want, but only drink hot dog water. Oh, <laughs> oh <laughs> man. That is a amazing question. It really is. It goes deep. Holy uh, mackerel. Definitely hot dog water. Uh, I don't know. Wait, can you not drink normal water? No. You're only Dude, water. I, only hot I dog can't water. do that. I would drink I would eat only hot dogs, I think. Eat only hot dogs for the rest Dude, of imagine, your life. I but imagine you, only drinking hot water. Dude, hot okay, dog let me water. just say that the difference between regular water and hot dog water, not as big as the difference between hot dogs for the rest of your life or anything in the world. I don't know. I There's way bigger difference on the I food agree, side. Oh, but you're never getting like, refreshing. Way, Imagine going to bed. You're like, oh, I'm just going to drink. Like brushing your teeth uh, with hot dog water. I don't well, think that's bad. required. It wouldn't be bad I think it has to be because you'd sneak a... Dude, maybe you have mustard ketchup. Oh, uh, toothpaste. Oh my God. oh my God. When you're brushing your teeth. That's the worst question ever. You know that Aquafresh uh, where it's like two colors? This yeah, yeah. Red yeah. and yellow uh, toothpaste with your hot dog water. <sighs> and you just make it. <laughs> you, you just rinse it down it. with some freaking caviar or whatever you want. I don't think you're rich <laughs> because of this. <laughs> it didn't say anything about that. All of a sudden you can afford. Warren, you have to treat yourself when you're Dude, in situations I like this. I just feel like I drink so much water that and... Like no hot dog water. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I couldn't handle uh, it. I just want to pour a tall glass of hot dog water. So you're right gonna now. you're gonna be happy with regular water? No, I'm not gonna be happy. I'm definitely not happy. <laughs> Every meal, breakfast. I'm not happy at what all. Are you, what are you for breakfast? <laughs> a little hot dogs. Whatever. I don't know. Hot dogs. I'm sandwich. not happy, dude. You're miserable. I'm, I'm hoping I can sneak a sausage in there or something. Chicago you know, dog. Like a couple different, like a hot link or. Uh, on the Dodger, other hand, Dodger dog with the bacon wrapped around. It. On sure. the other hand, you don't have to stress out about what to eat ever. That's true. Yeah, what do you want to eat? And hot they, dogs? They last he just looks on time. Yelp. Yelp for laying and it's just hot dog joints. <laughs> I would That's save it. so much money on food. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I just don't know if I could handle the, yeah. the water thing. Like One has to try hot dog water you, before he you can You have to drink a lot of water to survive. And it's like, <laughs> imagine just drinking hot dog water. <laughs> So you go out for beers with friends and everyone's having a beer and yeah, you have to like, you're just hot, hot dog, dog water. water, please. Like, what'd you say? And it just magically hot appears. Hot dog water. They just get like a ladle out of like one of those carts <laughs> and just pour it into a paper cup. You have to walk around with a camelback full of hot dog water. You, make, you, you, you would have to make like a hot dog water company that makes the best hot dog water. Artisanal. artisanal and, yeah, and that would be your company because you have to drink it. Oh, What's the LaCroix version of hot dog water? I don't know. but Sparkling hot dog water? Sparkling hot dog water. <laughs> no sodium? <laughs> Nitrate free. All right. Uh, Racing Ali has a question that we answered on our Patreon, but I'll read it now so you can get a, you know, a little sneak preview. peek. A little preview. You are running the historic Peking to Paris rally. Choose a pre-1955 vehicle. No Porsche, no four-wheel drive. What car do you choose, and who is your co-driver slash mechanic? Oh, we didn't answer. Oh, that part. I didn't. I didn't hear that part. Um, so, anyways, go to Patreon, listen to that question. It was good. It's a good one. Uh, D Philly says thoughts on the Volvo C30s. I have a buddy looking to get one as a daily and modify it over time. I never really gave them too much thought, but the more he's talked about them, the more they're growing on me. I love the way they look. I've never driven one. Everything I hear, they don't drive as good as they look. I've driven a few. They are cheap feeling. Um, and I, I totally agree with that. They look like, oh, that they looks look cool. badass, right? It's got I'm sorry. What, what is it? 
It's C30. a little. It's a little hatchback. Oh, the little one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Kind of like P eighteen hundred esque. Yeah, yeah. It looks like a, a little rally car. Yeah. It could, and it's got a lot of be. cool design details. Yeah. But it's a very they have bad, those cool arches. Very bad era for Volvo. Interiors are borderline terrible. Uh, just cheap. And I think it's based on a Ford Focus. It's a is Ford, it cheap? Uh, they have really nice interiors, I thought. No, they have nice, nice seats. seats. Nice seats, but everything's very basic they, It was very Ford. It was like coming out of Ford and everything. It was yeah. still in Ford, yeah. And they were starting to do that thing where they have that little flat panel uh, HVAC stuff in that little cubby behind oh, it. Oh, the thin one, yeah. And it's very cheap feeling. and uh, yeah. That was kind of a cool look, the little waterfall. Cool but when, yeah. you, when you get down to using it. I've never it, been in it, one, so not, I don't know. Not great. Yeah. But I think it is Ford Focus based. And... Um, I I don't recommend them. I wouldn't. I go feel that like route. the are they really Ford Focus based? I think so. Yeah, I have to look oh. it up. But uh, as far as my memory, because I just remember now. like all the like they looked really cool, and they had an R line one that was pretty sweet. Uh, oh, and don't they have the they had the blue, blue one? Something the blue, yeah, the blue one. It was super what's dope. It called? It's the uh, their tuning company, right? Yeah, it's so the, blue star. No, nope. what's the what's star the, blue? What's the Saab tuning? StarTac. Warren, what? What's the Saab tuning? I mean, Volvo tuning company. Polestar. 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 Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah. So Jalopnik has an article. Was the Volvo C30 the best Ford Focus ever made? Mm. Uh, it's the Ford C1 platform. They also used it for the S40 V50, which is right there in that same. And era. was it a four cylinder or a five cylinder? It was probably a four turbo, huh? I think it was a four. Yeah. Um, My wife had an early uh, V4 or uh, S40. Yeah. Turbo 1.9. Uh huh. It's actually, it was like a decent little car. It was like a little, you know, not the greatest car, mm -hmm. but it actually like went pretty well. And mm. I don't know. I was like, you know the little square ones? Yeah. No, I, I totally. Yeah. Yeah, those are for twenty two hundred dollars or whatever we paid for it. It was like pretty pretty nice upgrade okay. from the Sentra. Yeah. I think you can make a C thirty cool, but it's not. I think they look awesome. They look cool. Yeah. And imagine like doing full like rally prep like. That's like, what I was gonna say. It if looks you're going, so good. If you're going really far down that rabbit hole, I think there's ways to do it. I mean, go just basically like RS Ford focus yeah. bits and. And you could probably make it drive well. Yeah, but um. But would be just, my first choice. Everything I hear, it's just a little bit like it doesn't drive as good as it looks. Yep. Um, what well, I think you can get a lot of power out of them. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Lars Brunkhorst says, which car has the happiest face? Neon. Oh, like a Mark Mark 1? Yeah. We, we Dude, call I Mark saw ones? one in Santa Cruz. Was it white? First gen Neon. It was the bright green or bright oh, yellow yeah. or whatever. With racing stripes, perfect condition. Wow. Saw a couple in Austin. That's cool. That, really that cool. one was super cool, and it ran like 11s or something, yeah. or 10s or something. Um, There was one for sale with 200,000 miles for 1,500 bucks in the Valley, and it was in really good condition, but 200,000 miles, I have no idea what that means in neon terms. I just still like... I remember those ads and they were like, I think it was a teal background with a white car. It just said high above it. And yeah. that was like, it's pretty, pretty, yeah. pretty awesome. Dude. Uh, that, just that, that ad alone was like, will like make that car kind of cool in my book yeah. forever. I think. Uh, Volkswagen Beetle has the happiest face. That was, I was thinking similar. Like a saddest. old Beetle. Yeah. Saddest is a 166 mm Ferrari. Oh uh, yeah, it's got a big gaping mouth Why and the like long sad, face? sad eyes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's pretty that's good. My choice. Um, I think there's a better happiest, but it's escaping me at the moment. Like an Austin Healy Sprite. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, Bug Eye. Bug Eye Sprite? Yeah, yeah, they have a nice happy base, right? Definitely. Even the non- normal Sprite, non-Bug Eye. Yeah. But the Bug Eye, especially with those little... With the eyes. Bug Eyes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bolt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Frog Eye. That one, I was trying to think of the other name. Yeah. Miatas are pretty happy. That's true. Not the new ones, but the older N- ones. Yeah. NA or whatever. Uh-huh. With their lights up. Mm-hmm. NB. Pretty happy. Joe Polo 68 says, when you love a car, do you just spend the money even though you know you're going to eclipse the value of the car? Sabrina's Volvo V70R is in need of some expensive parts, clutch, and struts, let alone the time it's going to take. Yep. Yeah. I think that's what you do. I, I have a problem with Joe because he bought the car knowing it needed struts and had 200,000 miles on it with the original clutch. So he knew it needed the Both clutch too. Yeah, good good knowledge, Lane. Like, Put him out, dude. You on. just have to like that's maintenance shit, dude. Like I don't know. If you're buying that car, you have to know that stuff's coming. Yeah. Or you you know it's coming because you bought it with bad struts. Like, yeah. And those are I think they're Nivo Matt struts are very expensive. They are, right? They're self adjusting and yeah, stuff. Yeah, and they're but only for that model. It can wasn't you like buy a replacement? Them. Like from yeah. Philstein, our friends at Bill's. Oh no. Or well, no. no, it won't be the same. You'll lose that. No, I'm saying well, can you fine. lose yeah. it. Yeah, 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 you can. Oh, then yeah. that's, that's, totally the, that's the way to do that's it. That's the way yeah. to go, I think. It's also a pain in the Just ass drop it on Megan Coilovers. Yeah. Magana. Super cheap yeah. on eBay or something. No, I don't know. 100 bucks a set. What, what but yeah, BC? I think. BC is a good BC, yeah. yeah. See those a lot. Yeah, they're like uh, steel. <laughs> I don't even know what they're. Um, let's see. They're, they're probably fucking. Last, last Chrome. question. E36M3 V8 says Will you please sell hot dogs in cups at your next Radwood show? <laughs> Not a bad backup if the food trucks don't show. Hashtag hot as ice. Lane still can't get over the hot dog water. <laughs> no, I was just thinking because Brian said you can't eat something. Wait, who said something? About I said eat? that. It's a yeah. rule of life. Yeah, you you can't, don't put a hot dog in the cup. He was disgusted by the hot dog in the cup. Have you Wait, tried it since then? That? Yeah. Yeah, that's because why. we talked about bringing the ball game in a thermos, and Brian's like, ew. But can't eat hot dogs out of a cup? Because you said your friend used to bring I know, your friend's why, dad. What does a cup have to do with anything? Cause Try he, it and you will see. Because he said you just can't wrong. eat them out of cups for some reason. But it's, it's just nothing, wrong. There's no cup. You take the hot dog out of the thermos and yeah. you put it on a bun. I'm not talking about your thermos. It was a public service announcement. Don't do it in a cup. I still need you to elaborate. I don't understand. No, I need you to try a hot dog in a cup, and you'll just see. It just feels completely yeah, wrong. I think it's totally the world fun. is wrong. What happened to you? At what age did this affect you? It was oh, in college. That's man. a great question. It was in college. Whoa, <laughs> <Go> late. <laughs> Let's hear more. No, there really is nothing more to the story. You just need to try it for yourself, and you'll see. It's plainly obvious that a, a hot dog does not belong in a cup. I don't see a problem with it. I, the, well, it's in theory. It's hard to tell. But I'm telling t- you guys. Was the hot dog in a bun? No. Just a loose hot dog. First Doesn't of all, it what, sound ridiculous? What fucking slack-jawed yokel is eating just loose hot dogs, first of all? No, they're just in there, and then you take them out and put them in a bun, right? That's what we were talking he's about. And you're eating it out of the cup like no, you're holding No, he's walking around with a hot dog in a cup, and it was completely wrong. I don't know I what don't the plan was. Happening. You don't know what the plan was. You know what's wrong is hot yeah. dogs and jello. What? <sighs> Who would ever think that's heard right? that, dude. No. What? Yeah. Nope. People do that in the No one's ever done that. Yeah, they did. No one's ever done that. Jello hot dog? You're Googling some weird yeah. shit, man. I watched a movie once. You watched a movie once? Yeah. Is it porn? 
<laughs> what was this? Hot dog in your jello. It was the title. That's a oh, pretty good one. Judy Booty's Ridiculous Summer or something. <laughs> Judy Booty. Fixes, Check it out. He fixes the cable. <laughs> she. Heather Graham serves them uh, hot dogs in jello. What flavor jello? I don't know. Doesn't matter. When you, you get know? that far. What color <laughs> was it? <laughs> it's more this story. eclipses my hot dog in a cup story. <laughs> um, I do like a good hot dog, though. In Jell-O. Not in Jell-O. This podcast was all about hot dogs and Volvos. Well, I mean. We had yeah. a lot of Volvo Oh, we did content. have two hot We had hot dog. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. Like you're three right. of each. Two hot dogs. No. Oh, hot dog water. Yeah, and then this one. Huh. Interesting podcast. I think we've also just barely scratched the surface on Brian's hot dog in a cup. I know. There's some fear there. Really? And I don't I think we need to get behind that. No, I, there's no fear. It's just wrong. And I think if you guys saw it, Okay, you, but you why do know. you say it's just wrong? You, I'm telling you, the conversation ends because you just have to see it. <laughs> but how did you see it? I was there in person. It's a thing that happened. Uh, what happened? Man, I don't understand. So this fucking animal was just walking around with a cup full of hot dogs? One hot dog. One, one like, kind of, no bun. In a keg cup. In a keg cup. A keg and what cup. was he doing with it? Why did you see it? Why did you know he, he had it? He was walking in and walked up to me, and he had a hot dog in a cup, and it just, you know, looked wrong to me. And I've so now, oh. to this day, I think it is wrong to do that. I think there's you guys this, would agree if you saw it. There's a scene in Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas where they spill, he spills Coke or acid, or I think it's Coke, all over his sweater. And this hippie comes in the bathroom. He goes, what happened? He's like, I spilled this Coke all over my sweater. And so then they're both <laughs> licking it off the guy, off his sweater. And they're like rhythmically dancing together, licking this, this. And then a guy walks in and it's all he sees. And he's like, ah, and he leaves. And I think that's what happened to Brian. Brian's oh, the guy. You're right. Yeah. yeah. I think it's Flea. Uh, Flea is licking. What movie is this? Fear and Loathing. That's oh, okay. awesome. Huh. It's a great yeah. movie. I spilled all his like coke movie, on my. But... I spilled his coke on my sweater. <laughs> They're just wow. licking it all. Heavy. Uh, hey, you know. Hey, is, check uh, out this is... scenario. I'm walking to pick up my girls from school today. Hey. Okay. And there's these three. I would say junior high girls, sixth, seventh grade, and the one girl goes says, "Hey, do you want to see a new dance I learned?" Are you solo or you're with your girl? I'm solo. Walking to pick up my girls on my street. And I just think she's talking to her friend. And she goes, hey, do you want to see a new dance I learned? And I'm like, and she's looking at me. And, I'm like, and she's in the middle of the street. She's laying I'm like, sweating. He's I'm like, like, I'm like are you talking on? to me? And she's like, yeah. And I said, no, I would not like to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I said, no, I would not. And then I, she said, okay. And I kept walking. And I was like, ah. How do you respond to that? How old was she? Like sixth or seventh grade. Junior high, I would say. Like uh, that's middle school probably. And was she alone? This she was with three friends. Oh. Two friends. Yeah, you don't want to get But in. she you was like her and their friends avoid. were across the street. Like she's probably the one that's like the the crazy one, right? <laughs> yeah, you might say, I'm good and just keep walking. Yeah, I mean that's what I said, right? Uh, yeah. No, I would yeah, not. I think you did well. No, I, I walked not. down the train tracks. <laughs> yeah, you on the train tracks and six, seventh grade girls. But I was just like, after that, I'm thinking, I'm like, dude, should I lecture her and be like, I could be a fucking serial killer or like, oh, I don't I like know. It's, it seems like a. Hey, should have got pissed at her. I mean, it just seems like pretty like 
ballsy. It sounds you like per, people. pretty you, standard you, junior high girl. Yeah, so to a guy, a fucking... Uh, a piece of shit like you? A piece of shit like me? Like, I could see... like. See, this is funny because Lane plays the other side of the coin a lot of like, I'll leave my doors unlocked, everything's fine. I do, I do. Like, the world's not that bad of a place. I do. But then you're going to go and lecture her for well, uh, accepting I think the world. I would say like the... I, w- I I agree with that because I th- I think the world isn't that bad of a place. I think a lot of it's like the media we are able to consume these days and all that stuff. Yeah. I think I don't think it's changed as much as everyone thinks it has. Like I, I think it's more like we are exposed to everything, every single thing that happens, and it's like everything happens in our own area now because we hear about it all. But I will also say that shit does happen, and yeah. <laughs> you can't fucking go like. That's like kind of gnarly. You could have thrown out a, uh, hey, don't talk to strangers, lady. I mean, I know it'll do nothing. It's lady? just one of those, like, I don't know. It just seemed a little a weird like, accent to you, too. Weird. I don't know why. Yeah, everything was weird about that. And yeah. what, what was the dance? I was curious. Like, what we, was this I, dance? I don't think you would have been a, wrong to just say, yeah, sure. She does her dance. You go, all right. Don't talk to strangers. <laughs> see ya. <laughs> I'm like, that's You want to see my dance? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I should say, that sucked. <laughs> Once I got challenged to a, a dance dance revolution from like a six year old boy. Well, that's cool. And I kicked his ass. No. He'd never been beaten. So what is this? Is this like this is a video game, right? Yeah. And yeah. you Oh, you is this see, in an arcade? It's it the was, one where you're fucking jumping no, on no, no, but no, I'm no. just you, wondering, you, is this in a home no, where home. you have like a Nintendo uh, pad no, and no, you're no, standing no. Oh, pads, that's some bullshit. Pads one. are out, dude. You use these little wands. Oh, uh, I thought around. you were in a fucking arcade and you were doing it. It's not bullshit. It's the same fucking thing. They've just figured out the technology. You don't need the pad. It's a Wii. It was a... Uh, Probably a Wii. Yeah. And it wasn't a Wii. Something else. What the... Yeah? Switch. You beat him, huh? Switch. Nice job, William. Thanks. I hold it over him to this day. Good. Every time I see him, it's oh, like... Oh, but a, you know the kid. It wasn't just in, some rando. Yeah, I didn't walk into his house well, and say... I'm, I'm saying you weren't... I, th- I thought you were in an ar- ar- arcade. Separate stories. I thought you were walking down separate. at the boardwalk and some six-year-old kid's like, Hey, hey you want to see wanna my dance up? move? And my, you're like, sure I will. My Fuck point, you, little boy. Yeah, my point is you could have one-upped her. Oh, like I should have started it doing was, the worm or it something? It was about to be a You Think You Can Dance episode. Yeah. And you fucking pussied out. That would be yeah. really weird if someone saw me doing that. Right? I would have paid <laughs> so much money. I would have paid so much money to see that. If you were doing like... like 3.45 on a fucking Tuesday afternoon. Amazing. Dancing. No, I just have one arm, <laughs> like one leg up. I'm yeah. fucking yeah. sweating, jerking, jerking around. Oh, my God. No music. <laughs> <laughs> That's even a better thing. What if I put on some music, put my phone on the ground? Oh, amazing! Dang. Warm up a little bit, <laughs> like walking circles, stretching the legs. Good yeah. movie, right there. Uh, all right. Well, I think that's enough. That's a podcast. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bye bye. want but only eat hot dogs <laughs> or eat anything you want but only drink hot dog water oh. <laughs>